Hey, welcome back to another episode of WTF History. I'm Marissa J, your host. If you want to get into today's episode, go ahead and hop to this timestamp right here. Otherwise, I have a, a, a short PSA about my last video. So you guys didn't like that, and that's fine. Um, I'm talking about the understanding our issues with trans women. So a lot of people didn't like that episode. It's perfectly fine. Um, like I always say, if you don't like the content, you can always click off or dislike if you really just hate it that badly. So here's the thing. I do apologize if my delivery in what I said offended you. However, I'm not going to apologize for what I said. So if you're looking for an apology, you're not going to get it. Not here. So, and not with this. I mean what I mean and I say what I said. Matter of fact, I would like to invite any person, any transgendered men or transgendered women to come onto my platform so we can have a discussion. I only have two requirements. Okay. I'm not every transgendered person has to have a top and bottom surgery, okay? If you're happy with your bits, regardless of what you have, if you're happy with all the bits and pieces that you do have, hit me up, let me know, okay? I'm happy with all the bits and pieces that I have. I consider myself a woman. So because I was born a woman, well, I was born a little girl. I was born a female humanoid, okay? So <laughs> a female homo sapien, all right? So. I'm comfortable in who I am. Uh, I ask that you be comfortable with who you are um, and how you present and all of that stuff, okay? If you're happy with you, you would like to come onto my platform and have a discussion about this, then we can totally do that. I have one other stipulation. You have to have been in therapy, okay? And I don't mean, oh, you went to go and see a therapist for two, three months and it didn't work out. And so now you're just, you feel as though you're fine. No, you need to be in therapy. I won't talk to you unless you've been in therapy. I don't want to have the conversation with anyone that hasn't been to therapy because you're not going to be able to understand where I'm coming from. And I damn sure won't be able to understand where you're coming from. So if you would like to come onto my platform, I welcome that. It's not going to be some gotcha type thing I want to have a discussion about this. I really do. If you want to go onto my audio platform and have a discussion about this, we could totally do that there too. Hit me up, tqtpodcast at gmail.com. No, I don't have an email address for this particular channel. Obviously, don't send me any type of documentation. Don't I'm not trying to violate any type of HIPAA laws, okay? I don't need to know who your therapist is or none of that. <laughs> so without any further dudes, let's get into today's episode featuring Priscilla, since you guys love her so fucking much. <laughs>
Cleopatra VII, the last pharaoh of ancient Egypt, was a fascinating figure in history whose legacy has endured for centuries. Her lineage and ethnicity have been the subject of much debate among historians, scholars, and the general public. Some have argued that she had sub-Saharan African ancestry, while others maintain that she was of Greek and Macedonian descent. In this video, we will examine Cleopatra's lineage and argue that she was not of sub-Saharan African descent. To understand Cleopatra's lineage, we must first examine the history of Egypt during her time. Egypt was a multi-ethnic society that had been ruled by various dynasties for thousands of years. By the time of Cleopatra's reign in Egypt, Egypt had already been conquered by numerous foreign powers, including the Persians and the Macedonians. In 323 BCE, Alexander the Great, a Macedonian king, conquered Egypt and founded the Ptolemaic dynasty, which ruled Egypt for three centuries. Remember the lyrics to Nas, I Know I Can. The verse goes as follows. B, before we came to this country, we were kings and queens, never porch monkeys. There were empires in Africa called Kush. Timbuktu, where every race came to get books to learn from black teachers who taught Greeks and Romans. Asians, Arabs, and gave them gold. When gold was converted to money, it all changed. Money then became empowerment for Europeans. The Persian military invaded. They heard about the gold, the teachings, and everything sacred. Africa was almost robbed naked. Slavery was money, so they began making slave ships. Egypt was the place that Alexander the Great went. He was so shocked at the mountains with black faces, shot off their nose to impose what basically still goes on today, you see? If the truth is told, the youth can grow. They'll learn to survive until they gain control. Nobody said you have to be gangsters, hoes. Read more, learn more, change the globe. Cleopatra VII was born in Alexandria, Egypt in 69 BCE to Ptolemy XII and Cleopatra V. Her family, the Ptolemies, were of Greek origin and had ruled Egypt since the time of Alexander the Great. The Ptolemies were known for marrying within their family to maintain their Greek heritage and avoid intermixing with the local Egyptian politics population. Cleopatra's parents were no exception. Her father, Ptolemy XII, was the son of Ptolemy IX and his sister, Cleopatra IV, while her mother, Cleopatra V, was likely Ptolemy XII's sister. The fact that Cleopatra's parents were siblings is a clear indication that her lineage was predominantly Greek. In ancient Egypt, Marriage between siblings was a common practice among the ruling class to maintain their royal bloodline. The Ptolemies, as a Macedonian dynasty, were known for their strict adherence to Greek culture and customs. They maintained a separate Greek identity in Egypt and were not 
interested in assimilating with the local Egyptian population. Furthermore, the physical characteristics of the Ptolemies suggest that Cleopatra was not of sub-Saharan African descent. The Ptolemies were known for their pale skin, light hair, and blue or green eyes, all of which are typically associated with the Mediterranean or Caucasian complexions. There is no evidence to suggest that any of the Ptolemies had sub-Saharan African ancestry. In addition, the depictions of Cleopatra in ancient art and literature do not suggest that she had sub-Saharan African features. Many of the surviving portraits of Cleopatra depict her with a prominent nose and angular facial features, which are more commonly associated with Greek or Mediterranean features than sub-Saharan African features. Cleopatra VII was not of sub-Saharan African descent, but rather of Greek and Macedonian origin. Her family, the Ptolemies, were known for their strict adherence to, to Greek customs and culture, and there is no evidence to suggest that any of them had sub-Saharan African ancestry. The physical characteristics of the Ptolemies, as well as the depictions of Cleopatra in art and literature, also suggest that she was not of sub-Saharan African descent. Cleopatra's legacy as a powerful ruler and a cultural icon has endured for centuries, but African ancestry is not part of her story. Portraying Cleopatra as a Black woman when there is no evidence to support this claim is not only historically inaccurate, but destructive to the Black community across the world. By rewriting history to change the race of a historical figure, we erase the stories and accomplishments of real sub-Saharan African queens and diminish their contributions to history. It is important for everyone to tell the stories of real African queens who have played an important role in shaping the history of Africa and the world. Creating a movie about a historical figure whose race was changed would be unethical to consider a documentary because it presents a false narrative and undermines the value of truth in history. A movie can be a work of art and a work of fiction, but when it presents itself as a documentary, it must adhere to historical accuracy and facts. It is essential to celebrate and recognize the accomplishments of sub-Saharan African queens, such as Queen Nzenga of Ndango and Matamba, or Queen Amina of Zazu, who fought for their people's freedom and sovereignty. By focusing on real African queens, we can accurately portray the diversity and richness of African history and culture and challenge the Eurocentric narrative that has dominated historical accounts for centuries. Therefore, it is important to acknowledge 
the historical context in which Cleopatra lived and ruled and to recognize her as a Greek and Macedonian ruler rather than a sub-Saharan African queen. Doing so allows us to celebrate the unique contributions of both Greek and African cultures and to recognize the diversity and complexity of ancient Egypt and its ruling class. In conclusion, it is essential to tell these stories of real sub-Saharan African queens and celebrate their achievements rather than rewriting history to change the race of a historical figure. It is destructive to the Black community across the world to portray Cleopatra as a Black woman when she was not. And it is important to acknowledge the historical accuracy of figures and events. A movie about a historical figure whose race was changed would be unethical to consider itself a documentary as it undermines the value of truth in history. All right, so Priscilla is going to be joining us for the commentary. You hear that she already has plenty to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, okay, so I'm glad you asked about that, Priscilla. Yes, Elizabeth Taylor did portray Cleopatra once upon a time, but guess what? It wasn't a documentary. It wasn't a documentary, Priscilla. Oh, what it what was that? Uh-huh. Queen Charlotte and Bridgerton and the Black Anne Boleyn. Yeah, nobody cared because it wasn't a documentary, silly. This this Netflix thing is is considering itself a documentary. That's where the difference lies. What? Oh. Oh, that's a that's a fair point. Priscilla wants to know who are we supposed to sue for whoever was responsible for making Jesus white? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We totally could sue as a people, except we can't band together on any fucking thing. Um, it would be kind of hard to get together and sue someone for turning Jesus into a white guy when we can't even stop it with the colorism. <laughs> we can't get the little shit. So how are we going to do the big shit? But see, here's the thing. I would much rather band together to sue for a good cause, like, I don't know, reparations, rather than to sue someone for making Jesus a white guy. I think that would be a far better cause, Priscilla. So in summation, <laughs> Cleopatra could fucking never. Bye. What? What? I don't know what that means. Does that mean keep rubbing your belly? I don't know what you want. Okay, get, get off me, because you're freaking me out, man. You're freaking me out. You're freaking... Okay. 
Oh, fuck. Get the fuck. Priscilla, you have got to stop freaking the fuck out. You're freaking out. And it's freaking me out. Stop. Don't scratch me, though. Yeah, whatever. Say bye. Say bye. Okay, okay, fine. Jesus, fuck. Wait, is that it? Yeah. Okay, regardless of what you have. Wait, what? What the fuck was that episode? Hold on. Oh, fuck. What was I gonna say? Oh, god damn it. Wait a goddamn minute. Nope, nope, nope. What the fuck? Girl. Okay. Hey, welcome back to another episode of WTF History. I'm Marissa J, your host. 